Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to Portage La Prairie, where we visited the Fort Lorraine Museum. Let's go! Welcome back to River City 360. On this week's road trip, we're at the Fort Lorraine Museum with Madison Connolly, who's going to show us a little bit about the museum. Hi, Madison. Hello, how are you? Really good. Tell us uh, about the museum. Like, how did it get started? Well, it was first uh, launched in 1967 for the Canadian Centennial. And, you know, there's just so much wonderful and rich history in the prairies that not many people know about. And it was just a group collective that decided that, you know what, there should be a museum here and we should highlight this pioneer history that we have and this agricultural history. And you'll find at this museum, there are about five different tiers of what we focus in and of course um, we have our pioneer village which has a general store print shop um, the old fire hall and uh, a school and and two churches as well Um, but then we also have our pioneer history um, which we have the fort which is kind of what the museum is technically built around Um, and the fort represents lover andre who was just an incredible explorer in Canadian history, and he made his roots here in Portage of Prairie. Coming into the entrance here, what am I looking at exactly? Well, um, we often have a couple of traveling exhibits that we have every year just to try and keep the museum fresh and different for new audiences coming in. Um, right now, we have two exhibits. Um, the one we're looking at right now is Clovis Caribou Hunters, and that's from the Sherbrooke Museum in Quebec. And uh, it's more of an archaeological exhibit about the Clovis people. And uh, it goes back, you know, 12,000, 14,000 years ago. And it goes into some of the tool making and uh, cultural aspects of that community. It's just a fantastic exhibit. It's very interactive as well. Very cool. Let's take a step in and take a look. So these are caribou hides, and we have a little teepee or wigwam here, um, and this is typical of what the Clovis people would have created to keep warm in the wintertime. And uh, we also have some lovely caribou things to try on, and the kids just have a real hoot with that, um, and lots of pictures are taken here. So you're actually welcome to go into the little teepee and, and kind of see what it's like. What else do we have in this space here? So um, we kind of have some things highlighted here too about um, how archaeology works um, and kind of the history of this archaeological process and what excavating actually looks like. Um, And we also have an interpretation table here too. So the kids have a lot of fun with this as well as adults. Um, There's lots of different tools that you can play with and kind of look and see Uh, the different materials of different pelts and different hides of different animals, as well as lots of little fun sound effects and and, uh, digging tools and mechanisms that you can work with here. Um, We have 28 heritage buildings on site here, all from different eras. Um, We have a bunch of houses from 1920s to 1950s, and they're just just beautiful. And so people can kind of go through different eras and look at the different uh, kitchen utensils or furniture, and it's just kind of a snapshot through the different eras. Um, But we also have some heritage houses as well, too, and a trapper's cabin. And uh, it's really amazing because a lot of people in Portage here still have family ties with the original owners of the homes. And... You know, we, even just this morning, I had a lady come out and her ancestor actually had donated one of these houses and they still come, the family comes every year to kind of see how it's going and and help to contribute volunteer and and keep with the upkeep of it. So now we're in... The Hurry House. Um, And this is just a lovely little example of an 1800s home. Ten people used to live in this lovely little home. 
and it's very quaint. It's just really well restored in here. Um, we actually host tea parties in here as well. So people can actually have a chance to come in and actually experience what it would be like to actually live in here and have an afternoon tea. So so with these tea parties, uh, who can come in and do that? Just about anybody? Anybody. So you have to pre-book in advance. Um, we accommodate four to 15 people. 15 people in this house is a little bit much, but we like I said, we have 28 other buildings, so um, you can kind of pick the historic home that you want to eat in, and you actually can sit down. Um, you have either coffee, tea, iced tea, um, and hot chocolate, and then a pastry as well. And it's just a little bit more than admission, but it's just adds something to the experience. So looking at the Trapper's Cabin as we walk towards it, it's got these huge antlers at the front doorway here. Oh yes, the moose antlers are a bit intimidating, but inside there's a lot more furs and a lot more rustic feel as well. So um, we also do a lot of programs with the kids kind of in this building as well as in the fort. Um, the other day we did bannock making over the fire. Um, cool. Next week we're going to be doing old-fashioned cinnamon buns in the Pioneer clay oven. And uh, it's just something we do every week on Sundays, um, just to kind of get some more people out here and be engaged in some of these old-fashioned games or activities. So what are we checking out next? Yeah, so the name of this rail car is called Le Rideau, and William Van Horn um, was the president of the CPR at the time when it went coast to coast. It's a huge moment in Canadian history. Wow. And uh, he used this car um, from 1882, I believe, to 1885. So it was a very small window. And what happened to it after that point, no one really knew. Um, but it was found recently actually near Delta Marsh, which is about 20 minutes north of us. And it's a big marshy area. But yeah, someone was just using it to hunt out of. Um, it's just incredible. And this is just a huge train car. And it blows my mind to think that that was once used for that. So Explain to us what we're seeing here as soon as we get into the rail car. So um, first portion that we're in the compartment here is kind of the lounge. And it's kind of just more of a hangout area. Awesome. So as we go deeper into the rail car, what will we see? So we're going to see a little kitchen, okay. um, a little rustic washroom and uh, a bedroom as well. And then as well as an office at the very end of the compartment. Yeah, so now we're in the back of the rail car. I guess this is the office. Yes. So we have a lovely table here. Um, presumably a lot of plans um, for creating the railway would be out here. Um, we have a nice CPR train model on here as well um, and some conductor's hats. Um, some really neat things that people can kind of look and see and we have some interpretation and material here as well. Wow, so this is the general store? We tried to make it look as though uh, it was, you know, a 1920s store, um, but we have really a variety of everything in here. We have a corner with um, barber materials and hairdressing supplies and just really old hair curlers and, and razors, and it's really quite fascinating. Little interesting things that you could purchase at a store commercially. So this would be, you know, your one-stop shop. So you'd get your hair done, and you'd buy your groceries for the week, and then you'd get your mail as well. Tell me a little bit about the schoolhouse. So this is the West Prospect Schoolhouse. It was built in 1881. And uh, it has a whole bunch of really old school desks and some really great um, written literary materials as well. Um, but there is a small collection as well as uh, outdoor sports equipment and, and toys and games and things that are a bit too old to be nostalgic now for some people. Yeah, and we also host a lot of workshops in here as well, too. Um, at the end of the summer, we're going to be doing story stick workshops um, with a local Indigenous lady. She's going to be coming in and spreading her wisdom a little bit and, and running a facilitated workshop. So Very awesome. Yeah. 
And the walls are just full of pictures and uh, class commemorations. And, you know, people actually still come back here and look and find their grandmother or great-grandmother. And it's really, it's really sweet. So what we're checking out now is the fort. That's correct. Um, so Lover Andre, um, the explorer, he created a lot of forts in Manitoba, southern Manitoba specifically, as trading routes um, throughout the Hudson's Bay Company. And this was one of his main stops, along with Fort Dauphin and Fort Rouge in Winnipeg. Um, he did a lot of these mini forts here, but his sons actually ran this one. Right now, this is the replica, and we're actually working on restoring it right now. We have two bastions here, two towers, and one of them was strictly indigenous material culture, and the other was uh, RCMP military history. Um, but in the middle of the fort, we have our trading post, and it's kind of like the general store, but like 100 or 200 years earlier. So um, it is a store, but has snowshoes instead of skates. On top of everything that we've discovered today, there's a bunch of buildings here that you can definitely check out if you come down. But you did mention earlier that you guys have other programs that you're holding here. What kind of programs do you guys have? We also do Prairie Sundays. So that is kind of our free family-friendly activity that we have every Sunday this summer from uh, 1 to 3 p.m. And it's something different every week. So it's kind of just an incentive to come back and keep coming back because um, you'll see something different every time. I mentioned before that we are hoping to launch an escape room in the fall and that'll be a really great way to get audiences in here that maybe we're not very intrigued by museums to begin with. Culture Days is also coming up as well and we'll be doing some pop-up museums around town um, just to kind of bring the museum to other people instead of having them come down here. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to come to them. We're also hoping to do some Christmas activities as well and be open for some special activities throughout the winter. If any of you are looking to check out any of these programs, make sure you come down to Fort Lorraine and experience the history that you'll see here and some of the programs that you can take part in. Uh, is there anything you would like to add about the museum before we go? So we're open from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, Wednesday to Saturday, it's from... 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and then on Sundays is 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we're not sure how late we're going to be open in the year, um, but right now we're shooting for middle of September. Um, we do have a website. It's flrmuseum.com. We have everything on there. Um, we also have a lot of social media pages. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also give us a call. Um, our number is 204-857-3259. Awesome. Thank you again, Madison. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on the RC360 road trip. See you next week, same time, different place.